Everything is becoming smart these days. We have smart bikes, smart fridges, smart washing machines, smart air fryers, literally everything. And of course, this is not a world that is accessible to all of us. But I imagine that sometime very soon, just because of how ubiquitous it's becoming for things to become smart and how silicon chips, I imagine, will soon become so easy to put in all of these devices that literally everyone will just have a smart device in their home home you'll be able to put clothes in your in your uh, washing machine and while you're at work you can tell it to start washing your clothes so that by the time you get home you just need to hang in fact a lot of some washing machines these days they're still very expensive are e- even able to both wash and dry your clothes in the same uh, um, so you don't need to take it out of one one slot into the other in order to dry it it does everything in one go that is in, in is remarkable but the one thing that technology hasn't yet managed to do is to make these devices affordable, right? Um, I recently noticed a trend, though, and I think all of us need to open our eyes and take advantage of it. I've noticed that a lot of air fryers are beginning to become extremely affordable. And one of the reasons is because air fryers have become so ubiquitous. Every household that has ever wanted an air fryer now has one. And unfortunately, I think the industry is not doing a good enough job, the appliance industry. They're not doing a good enough job to educate those who don't have air fryers how useful they are, how I mean, it's literally like having an oven that can sit on your table, that can bake, that can fry a whole chicken, still making it tender, you know, as good as though it just came off a bry stand. Um, it can make vegetables, it can make um, fried chips, it can make seafood, All of this is just incredible. It can make dessert. You know what I mean? So all of this, you could literally use it to make scones in the morning. Um, I think it does so much that it's worth the investment for every household. And not only that, but rather than taking your food and making it in an oven, the thing that makes an air fryer worth the price is the fact that it saves on electricity, something that we need to do as South Africans. So I just want to first give you that tip. Um, Right now on... For, take a lot does this they have this thing that they call air fryer fryers so air fridays in in the sense that they're doing discounts on air fryers on fridays um so you can definitely take advantage of those open your take a lot app and you'll see there's a lot of air fryers that are on special my tip to you would be Focus on those that are wide, not those that look circular or have curves. Try to get those that are wider. So it's uh, they can tell you that something is 5.7 liters, but it has depth, not width. It's very good to focus on those that, that look like they're square in shape, almost look like they're square in shape. Um, those ones have a lot more depth and have a uh, uh, not more depth in as much as more width, uh, meaning you can fry more items inside. Uh, but don't be scared of getting depth as well because you can do almost just as much. You just can't, for example, make a, a large pizza in there. Um, so, And another thing is if you can make the investment, invest in a smart uh, air fryer. Uh, there's a, something beautiful about being able to just sit on your phone and uh, let's say maybe you have food that was in the deep freezer and you're busy thawing your food. You put it in there, you go on your phone, you put the defrost settings and then it starts defrosting and 
and you tell it to stop at a particular time because you need to turn uh, that thing that thing over so that it start defrost starts defrosting on the other side. I suppose that's um, it's not necessarily a disadvantage because you'd have to do the same thing with a normal oven. Uh, you can defrost with a microwave, but a microwave can burn food much quicker than an air fryer would, right, is is the one thing that I love about it. Another thing that I wanted to tell you about has nothing to do with air fryers um, is this phone uh, by a brand called Awesome. They released a phone called the Awesome OV1. I love the brand name. Um, it's it's spelled O-S-O-M. Um, I think, I don't know who actually started this. I think it was the guys who um, who started the Essential company, the company that was making the Essential phone. And that was the guy who uh, f- first built Android uh, initially. So his team went and built this. Um, and it's focused, it's called a crypto phone. I'm not kidding. You can go and Google this. O-S-O-M OV1, the awesome OV1 phone. It looks in, it looks pretty nice. It looks pretty decent. And the specs are okay. The cameras are also okay. But my thing was, who on earth still trusts in crypto enough to go and buy an entire crypto phone and crypto device? I honestly don't know what these people were thinking. But would you go out and buy a device that is based on blockchain and all this crypto technology do you see any use for that let us have a look what's happening in the tech side of things firstly something that you may have noticed but you haven't noticed that you've noticed it i know it sounds like a riddle but it really isn't so let's have a look have you noticed that currently in south africa you see a lot less tablets being used and a lot more cell phones i remember a couple of years ago probably like four years ago everyone had these I want to almost want to say these mid-sized tablets and everyone carried them around and they made use of them and Samsung was the only ones that you could get WhatsApp on at some stage or the Android ones rather is the only ones you could get WhatsApp on and they can even receive phone calls and make phone calls which the iPad still to this day can't do but it's just interesting that nowadays you don't see them right and what's even more interesting is you go and have a look at the mount that's being sold worldwide currently. You would notice that it's actually a worldwide trend. I think in the um, last year, there were about 40 million iPads sold, right? And uh, this year, we're standing on close to 10 million. That is a lot less that's being sold. And that is just because people aren't buying them anymore, right? The same can be said for Samsung. Samsung was cheaper and more affordable at some stage. Uh, or the Android ones, but more specifically the Samsung ones. And they're around about 9 million being sold, right? So that's not a lot. It means there's a huge decline in it. And I think I've got my reasons for it. And the reasons, one of the main reasons, I believe, that we see this decline in in tablet sales is the fact that uh, cell phones are just getting bigger. Each one of us has got a smartphone with a with a nice actual decent size screen, and it doesn't even have to be expensive nowadays to have a decent size screen. But now with the decent size screen comes the ability to read easier, uh, and also in the process of having to increase the screen, you would also notice that you can do things that you used to do on the tablet, right? Now that you've got the things that you're used to do on the tablet, you're doing it on your phone, you no longer need the tablet. And even what's worse, now that you no longer need the tablet, you don't actually replace the tablet. So when you're due for an upgrade, 
You're just like, nah, I'll upgrade my phone, I'll leave the tablet, because it's actually still working. And with less use comes greater battery life, and the battery will then actually last longer. Um, I don't know if you've noticed it, but it's actually an article that I read, and I thought, wow, I've I've noticed it without even having noticed it. Right, the second thing that I want to mention to you on this evening is that the Rugby World Cup is starting. It's actually starting this weekend, right? Now, the great thing about the Rugby World Cup is the fact that this year, every single person in South Africa, if you own a TV, would be able to watch it. Uh, the SABC signed a contract with the DSTV who brought who bought the broadcasting rights in South Africa for the Rugby World Cup. They had an agreement and it seems like, no, it seems like it's actually been signed, was it Wednesday or Thursday, I can't remember, but that uh, 16 of all the 48, I think it's 48, matches that would be taking place in the Rugby World Cup, 16 of them would be streamed on or, or be able to be watched on SABC, right? Now we need to bear in mind whether SABC will actually do that. Live is open for debate. But nevertheless, it's uh, it's viable and we can actually watch it. All the Springbok games would be we would be able to watch. And if I'm not mistaken, I think all the quarterfinals as well as the both semifinals as well as the grand final as well as the final, uh, uh, the closing celebration as well as the opening celebration, which is obviously this weekend. So... You have got no excuse not to be a Springbok fan for this coming World Cup because our country has made it viable, our independent broadcaster as well as our state-owned broadcaster made it possible for us to enjoy the Rugby World Cup.